You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Hello! Welcome to the Animal Party on Pet Life Radio. I hope you have your party clothes on. Maybe your dogs are dressed up too. Maybe you got a little tiny fish on that you decided to dress up just special for our guest today. Or maybe a Saluki. Or, well, actually she loves all dogs, so it wouldn't really matter what dog you bring. Dogs, cats, we're going to be talking at our party today. Our featured guest today is the author of Why Do Dogs Like Balls? And Why Do Cats Bury Their Poop? So it's going to be a fun party. We're talking to Caroline Coyle today, that's for sure. So come right back after these messages for the animal party. We'll see you at the party table. Don't go anywhere, because the best is yet to come. Stick around. This valuable information comes from your pet. There's nothing like a wagging tail or friendly paw to lift your mood. They're therapeutic and make us feel good. Studies show pets even reduce stress, prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and fight depression. So there you have it. Pets are a daily dose of good health and happiness. Pets add life. To learn more, visit petsadlife.org. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and win with dogs. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. You're, you're, you're 
inside the VIP room with the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go. Welcome back to the Animal Party. We're going to have Caroline Coyle, PhD, on our show today. She's written 31 books and more than 300 magazine scientific articles about dogs. In fact, when you look in the back of one of these books, it says she's written 29 books. So since this one was published, there's been two more. And so she's a prolific writer with awards behind her belt, including the coveted Dog Writers Association of America Maxwell Award, which I won once, but she won seven times. So we're talking to a true animal expert. Welcome to the show and welcome to the party, Caroline. Hey, Deb. My dogs are going to, they're ready to party here too, I think. They're dancing all around and barking, so I hope they'll let me get a word in. Well, do your dogs like balls, as this, uh, as this book says? And why do they well, like balls? Some of my dogs do and some don't. I have Salukis, and they, you know, they just like to be persnickety about whatever they can. But um, my little, littlest dog, he's a ball fanatic. His dad only likes soccer balls, and my other dog only likes little balls. So you get, sometimes you have to find the ball for the dog. I mean, they, I think the soccer balls, they have delusions of grandeur. They think they can carry them around and play soccer and get lots of millions of dollars, but they can't. Sometimes a ball uh, inside a sock or a ball with something trailing will make a more interesting toy. But the dogs who do like balls, why do they like them? I think it's a simulated sort of, you know, dogs love to chase things. They like to, they're, they're wolves at heart. They like to chase anything that goes away from them, runs away from them. And a ball is just, you know, it's erratic enough to be kind of like chasing a little round, bizarre animal. And, oh, there's so much you can, I mean, kids like balls. Everyone likes balls. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you can throw them, you can bounce them, they can catch them in their mouth. Some of the stuff in this book are questions like that, really fun and cute questions. But some of these questions, and I'll just ask you one of them, I've been asked myself many times. Now, here's one. Can dogs be homosexual? Now, that's a loaded one because you see boys humping each other, right? And you see what you describe in the book. You call it the chain. It's almost like something you'd see off gay porno channel. It's like a whole bunch of boy dogs standing on two legs all in a row, almost doing the bunny hop, humping each other all at once. Okay, that now, it perfect. looks gay. Yes. Is that gay? Is it gay? I don't know. Come on. You know, they lend a new meaning to the word animal party when they do that. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's a different have... kind of party today, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Bring I your fetish wear. No, but what, are they gay? I, no, they're not. In that case, they're not gay. I think, you know, I think all animals, there's good evidence that there's homosexuality in, in almost all species. But when you see one male dog or one female dog, you know, humping the other one, most often it's, it, it can be hormonal in the case of the females being in season or in a false pregnancy, but it can also be dominance, you know, because that's one way they exhibit it. It's puppy play. It's just, you know, it's a fun thing to do, but it is true. When I have one female in season and, and I have a bunch of males, I have a photograph of five of mine in a line doing that bunny hop. And, you know, I always say they're doing their train imitation because they're all going... <laughs> And one of them yeah. goes, oh, woo, <laughs> because you know, they're howling and panting because they want the female season. So I guess each other is just the next best thing. But there is the odd dog. And I've heard it in terms of cattle. It's sometimes, it's got a, a very derogatory term, but there's a label for cows like this. And they'll often put the cow down because he'll cause such a ruckus in the barn. But there is the odd dog who prefers companionship and even mounting with another male over bitches, even bitches in heat. Isn't that correct? There's the odd one, but I mean, they're really, really few. Yeah. I believe that. I've never met one of mine that, that have. I've had, certainly have males 
that seem more interested oh, in each other. You than never you. met Chico. Chico the Chocolate <laughs> Lab. Oh my uh -oh. goodness. All the boys saw him coming. They'd look at me like, not Chico. Yes, Chico the Chocolate Lab. Boy, oh boy. His name was originally Benny, but it got changed to Chico. And uh, yes. It was so funny. Okay, so you mentioned this just a second ago, so I'm going to ask you. We're talking to Caroline Coyle, Ph.D., author of, and I'm just going to focus on this book today, Why Do Dogs Like Balls? Because I'm already seeing we're not going to have enough time at this party to talk about the cats, so we're going to do a dog party, and I'm going to have you back in the future to talk about why cats okay, bury deal. their poop and other things like that. So we'll focus on the dogs today. But, I, you know, you just mentioned it quickly. You said in your answer about gay dogs that uh, sometimes... The girls think they're pregnant and they're not. Okay, so why is that? That's one of your questions in this book. Yeah, that, that's true. You know, and that's a perfectly natural thing for all dogs. It's, we call it a false pregnancy or more technically a pseudo-pregnancy. And it's because all dogs, whether they're bred or not, when they come out of season, they have the exact same hormonal changes in their body qualitatively, whether they're pregnant or not. And that's what makes it so hard to do. You know, you can't give a dog, you know, an early human pregnancy test because they have these same hormonal changes. Probably. Oh, so even chemically, even their blood would test wrong. That's interesting. That's so that's why they're so committed to it. I mean, they believe. Yeah. Some of them will even have milk. They believe and they're not oh, pregnant. Almost all of them will actually have milk of some degree. Some of them you might have to squeeze a nipple to find it, but others are just, I mean, they'll have false labor. They'll adopt a little you know, toy. We had one that adopted a rubber carrot once. As, as I mean, she would have protected that little rubber carrot toy with her life. Um, or misguided. They'll adopt another animal, a grown animal who's yeah. looking at them like they're nuts. You know, some cocker spaniel gets adopted by a mama Rottweiler and thinks it's, yeah, it's having a bad day. <laughs> um, there have been dogs. They can nurse to an extent, you know, orphan puppies. And probably this is why this evolved because in the pack, if something happened, to the mother, you know, the, the one dam in the litter that had pups, the other aunts, so to speak, the other females could take care of the puppies or help take care of them a little bit that way. And so they all kind of came in season at the same time as they did and, and, uh, and helped to uh, raise this one litter. So you know, I've seen packs where, um, and they're supposed to be working dogs, they're supposed to be protecting livestock animals, but they're basically pack up because they live outside and they only see humans a few times a day. But I've seen in this particular pack, what I've seen is females who, for whatever reason, didn't have puppies. Maybe the puppies died or they didn't go into heat anymore or they're too old. I've seen them try and steal puppies and nurse those puppies to gain status in the pack because it's like then they have puppies themselves and there will be big competition for the biggest toughest one if somebody has a litter of 10 puppies and there's one that's you know way bigger than all the others that puppy travels every time he's left alone <laughs> somebody nabs him <laughs> poor thing I guess he's popular yeah. he keeps getting bigger <laughs> gets a lot of milk though right gets everybody's yeah. milk I mean he's doing yeah. alright okay so somewhere in here you ask and I worry about this okay so we know dogs can really hear well do they hear those ultrasonic pest deterrent things? Like, like there's you ones know, on cars for deer. There's ones in houses for dogs. Like, are they, what is going on with that? It sounds yeah. like it would be terrible. There's some of them that, some of those ultrasonic, like the ones you put on their collars even, it depends on the particular brand because a lot of them can a are actually low enough that they're still high enough that humans can't hear them, but they're low enough that dogs can hear them and especially cats can hear them. So I don't use the, you know, there was a time a long time ago that I used those, and I said, you know, it would drive me crazy if I had to hear this 
thing going on all the time. If it's supposed to get rid of rodents, imagine what it's you know making your dog want to do. Well, I did wonder about that. And then you think, like, when a human has ringing in the ear, you know, drives them crazy. They go to the doctor. They get medicines. They try. Okay, well, that's what you're doing to your healthy pet mm, uh-huh. all day. Like, you know, if the dog was badly behaved before, this is not going to help things. Right? That's funny, though things that we have in our house that we're probably driving our animals crazy. A lot of like birds can see the flickering of fluorescent lights and if you leave a bird under fluorescent lights, it's like you're you're he's living in a strobe light condition. And, you know, we never notice but but because animals, you know, they all have different sensory systems and birds have such great vision. But I see we've wandered off the I, I guess that's the next bird, book, why do birds I don't know, go crazy? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so before we wander off, we're going to take a break and we'll go back. We're going to get a drink. What what would you like? Maybe some wine, maybe some champagne. We're going to go get some drinks and give our dogs some fresh water. And I'm just going to ask you to ask yourself, while you're on the break here, do you think you know what you would do if your dog got skunked? Okay, would you use tomato juice? Would you use Irish Spring, which I've been told works wonders? What would you use on your dog? And uh, we'll tell you when we come back to the party, to the animal party. Enjoy our sponsors. Don't leave this party before it's over because the best is yet to come. Only losers leave the party early anyway. Party on. Back in a few. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take me home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. You're, you're, you're inside the VIP room. With the hottest party in town. Back to the party. Let's go. 
Welcome back to the Animal Party. We're here with Caroline Coyle, PhD, author of Why Do Dogs Like Balls? And uh, I told you we'd let you know what to do if your dog gets skunked. So we've got a recipe here on page 147. This book is absolutely chock full of just great questions and the answers. Can dogs be twins? Can they be Siamese? Do they need glasses? Are they right pod or left pod? What about tail docking? How do they age? All these types of things. Is it really seven years? All the stuff you wish you knew, little quirky things all in here. So here we go. What do we do if the dog gets skunked? Oh, I'd make him leave, but, <laughs> but that's not usually outside. Like, <laughs> come back in a month. Um, but otherwise, I'd put a gas mask on and take him in the house. And, and there's a recipe that really does work. You take okay. So I'm going to give it out. It's okay, one quart. It. Yep, one quart, three percent hydrogen peroxide, and you need a fresh bottle. A quarter cup baking soda. That's sodium bicarbonate, and one to two teaspoons of liquid dish soap. Mix that all up. Put it on the dog and then what, leave it on or rinse it off or what? You leave it on just a little bit and rinse it off. You may have to, to repeat it. Um, Reapply. <laughs> yes, but now repeat and repeat and repeat. Yeah, I do have a caution. A friend of mine used this just last month on her black Saluki. And Uh-oh. the Saluki was in a dog show. Uh-oh. <laughs> a couple Did of it weeks bleach? Later. Yeah, you see this coming. He was in a red Saluki. She was. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? There's a lot of dogs out there with staining, and sometimes it's from their own saliva around their paws. And if you have a dog mm-hmm. and you look down and you see lots and lots of brown marks all around its paws, chances are it's got an allergy and it's bugging itself. It's picking and licking and chewing, and maybe check on the food. Talk to your vet. See about moving, changing foods, changing ingredients, because that shouldn't be. But <laughs> but that's a funny one. <laughs> but, and I, have, I, have the wrong recipe, <laughs> I do have a recipe to get rid of that red staining as well. <laughs> oh, what is it? That, that'd be it great. Is, what is that? It's equal parts hydrogen peroxide, milk of magnesia, and cornstarch. You mix it up, put it on the paw, let it dry, brush it off using like a little toothbrush or something. You may have to repeat it a few times, but you can get rid of the stains. Like sometimes they have stain under the eye and you want to... Go for a dog show. Oh, that's a great party tip. There's a lot of Bichons, Cocker Spaniels, Poodles. There's so many dogs out there with that gunk, and then they get this brownie black stain, and it's so yucky. And, you know, you just wish that the owners would clean it more often and remove it more often, but um, this sounds like a very good idea. So equal parts milk and magnesia, cornstarch, and hydrogen peroxide. Mix it up like a paste, I guess. Yeah, you can't mix it. It's like this little white paste. You have to do it immediately and then throw it away. Okay. Um, But it works. Oh, right on. Okay, there's your party tip of the day. That's great. Okay, so let's keep going with this. I love this book. You know what, though? I know you've written many other books. What is it? 31. And one Mm -hmm. of them is tricks. Tricks for kids, Ah, tricks for people. Silly tricks, right? That's the name of the book? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's a kid's book, but I tell you, it's the same sort of tricks and training methods that adults can use, and it's, it's kind of geared so that if, if you wanted to put on a little show in front of your friends and family with you and your dog doing tricks, you could do a lot of fun things with them. Okay, well, tell me, can you give us one party trick at our party today, something that our listeners can try at home? Oh, gosh. Now you're going <laughs> to... Let me think of a party trick um, that you could do... I'm looking through the book really quickly here and trying to think of one. 
Oh, you could teach a dog to say his prayers, for instance. Oh, let's do that. Okay. Okay, so, now let me, try to re- let me try to find this in the book so I can remember how to do it. <laughs> um, uh, actually, you know what? Here's one that's also fun. You can teach your dog to turn your light switch out. The problem with this Ooh. trick is he might do it when you don't want him to. So you have and, to make um, sure you use a cue and that you never let him do it without the cue, that the cue is a big part of it. And that's true with any trick. You don't want your dog, mm-hmm. say you teach your dog to jump into your arms, which I've done with my cats. Um, you don't want them to do that when you're not ready for it because they'll knock you right over or they'll get you filthy. You know, there's times for it, there's times not for it. So you want it to be a real cue that is obvious and different from normal things you're saying. You know, something mm-hmm. odd, right? Yeah. So what would you yeah. do with this? So let's, let's um, teach them how I to do it. lights out. Um, <laughs> yeah, lights out. Now, of course, this only works with dogs that are tall enough to reach the light switch, but you could put a chair under it, too, so he could jump up and then, you know, put his paws on the arm of the chair. And the way you teach them to do this is really simple. You just teach your dog to touch his paw to a target, like a little round sticker. And every time he touches it, you you say, good, you know, and give him a treat or whatever your reward word is. Um, Some people use a clicker, but you don't have to. You can use a treat. You can use a ball if your dog doesn't love treats. Just something he loves. So you say, good boy, good boy, and then you do it again. And then, good boy, good boy, and you do it again. uh uh-huh. And it takes, you know, it's surprisingly easy to teach him to do this, and then you start moving the target from one place to another, and he runs there and touches it with his paw. Then you, if it's a, get a sticker so it'll stick on the side of the wall or use some tape or something and stick it on the side of the wall. Now he has to use his paw up on the wall and touch it and gradually move it higher and higher on the wall so he's on his hind legs and finally puts it right over the light switch and then make him so he has to touch it hard enough to turn the light switch on or off um, for his reward. And then you add the cue, you know, lights out, um, and only give that reward uh, if you've said the cue ahead of time. He doesn't get rewarded for just running around and turning your lights off because that's not going to be very popular. Well, and that you'd have to watch. If your dog's really, really keen and really, really bored, this might not be the trick for him. Like a very busy border collie would go around turning off all the lights. On the other hand, you could teach him to do that at the end of the day and say, okay, Go turn the lights off, and he'd turn them all off. Very power smart. You know, you're lying in bed, and you say, oh, I wish I'd turn the lights off. I really don't want to get out from under these covers. (laughs) You go do something. Turn the lights off for me. I once taught a border collie that I was pet sitting to um, fetch the shoes. So he would go fetch my boot. And then I'd say, go get the other one. And he'd go fetch the other one. And it was funny because it, he had a real preference. If I didn't tell him, go get the shoe or go get the boot or something very specific, he would always bring me my walk the dog boots. And <laughs> no matter what he brought, if he brought the wrong one, you know, say he brought my dress up shoe. When I sent him to get the other one and I said, no, no, this is the wrong one. I want my boots, you know, or whatever. He would always bring the match anyway. Like he, he thought oh, in pairs. It was really interesting. Yeah. And the same dog, the reason I thought of teaching him this was because he was was one of the owner's complaints was that the dog was messing the way the owner put it. He said, he's messing with my mind. I go out in the morning, my shoes are a certain way, I come home and they're all rearranged. You know, all the white ones on here and all the dark ones over here, all the outdoor ones here, all the... Okay, well, the dog was bored, bored, bored. But I thought, you know what? If he's paying so much attention to shoes and he's not destroying them, let's get him to do something constructive with the shoes. And I think sometimes that's what it takes with tricks is looking at your cat and saying, okay, he likes to lick or he likes to shake paw or he, he likes to head butt or he likes to wrap around my legs, whatever he likes to do. Then you come up with a phrase and a reward and bingo, you've got a trick within a week. Yeah, so that's I think so true. I mean, there's some dogs that you'll try and teach them a trick and t- 
try it and try it, and it's, you know, you're making progress, but it's painful. <laughs> Trick, change what you want to teach them, because some dogs, just like us, we have innate tendencies to learn some things fast and other things slowly. I have a Rottweiler, very, very oversized Rottweiler that I got because he was so big the breeders didn't want him. Huge dog, you know, head like a cow. And I thought, okay, it'll be great for him to do that trick where you put the treat on the nose and then tosses it up and he catches it. You know, he loves food. He's got a flat uh face, right? I thought, oh, this will be great. Uh Okay, the dog's almost seven years old. And he still, he still has not mastered that trick. Not even close. Like maybe one out of five times he gets it. So, okay, you might think he's stupid. But no, that same dog, I have to double latch all the kennels and the, and the latch doors in the kennel down at our Camp Good Dog Kennel. Or else he'll go around and open them all. Like playing pranks. He'll open all the latches. Wow. All the other dogs are locked in. So he's not stupid. He just, I think, would rather toss the treat to the ground and eat it then mess with this silly game that he thinks is yes. ridiculous. It's I'm not his trick, right? Now, my it's, blue it's, healer, who passed last June, she would have been ashamed if it had hit the ground. Like, oh she loved his trick, you know? <laughs> and so they're, they're kind of different, like, you know? And such, they're just different. Also, the Rottweiler knows if it hits the ground, nobody else is going to beat him out of it. He's got it, right? True. The blue healer might think, you know what? i got to catch that. <laughs> that Rottie's going to get it. So I think a lot of times... <laughs> Different personalities play a role, and, and your book is great because it has so many tricks. There's got to be one for your dog in there, or two or three. I mean, there's four. some for dogs that are just simple-minded, or you might think are because, you know, that just require the dog to almost stand there and lick your face or something, just easy stuff. And then there's some things that, you know, I tried all these tricks with my dogs. There were some I said, I, you know, I'm going to have to borrow a neighbor's dog because my dogs are too dumb to learn this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have been trying to teach that throw the treat up and catch it trick for 35 yeah. years now. Oh, oh. It's oh not no. happening. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Your technique must be. Like, yeah, have you tried with different types of dogs? Cause well, almost... no, I've only tried on the Salukis, and the hard part for them is they have such a narrow nose. The treat just falls yeah. right off. It doesn't balance there for a second. And very little interest in the treat. You know, the dog has to almost go cross-eyed staring at it and be really intense about it to catch exactly. it. They're and they're like, probably they're... looking at you like, why are we doing this again, Mom? Mm-hmm. You don't well, you know we don't yeah. like this game? <laughs> um, so That's you told true. me about something you do. Now, this is a party. This is a party you have with your own dogs. If you ever drive by and you see a lady or a man in a field oh, no. waving a plastic bag <laughs> with, with these skinny dogs with long, beautiful Barbie doll hair flowing all around, leap and leaping like they've lost their minds you're not watching what you think you're not seeing a street person get attacked for their possessions what are they seeing if they see this well, they see, they're seeing oh, probably a sighthound's most favorite game but a lot of other dogs love this game too and it's so simple I, was, I exhausted all three of my dogs with it just yesterday when I didn't have time to take them for a real run and I was in the yard and I said okay we're going to play with the lure and it's just a white plastic garbage bag tied to a rope that's about maybe six, six, eight feet long. You can use a leash even, and, and optimally on the end of a stick. Now, the best way is to use a horse lunge line whip because that really gets it going. Uh, and then you just, the dogs love to chase this. Uh, you stand in a, and you either run and, and try to run real fast, but you can't run fast enough. So you mostly end up standing and moving in a, this big circle around you, and it's kind of like lunging a horse, because, except with a dog running full speed 
in circles around and around and around you. And then you turn around and go the other direction and you, you know, pop it up in the air and they leap up and try to catch it. And, and then when they catch it, it's this grand, you know, they are so proud. They'll continue to run in a circle just saying, oh, They don't the destroy it? Well, yeah, they do. Well, yeah. <laughs> they do. But you know, a plastic bag is not that expensive. <laughs> okay, they, they do. They rip it to shreds. They kill that <laughs> pretend rabbit. Because that's what they're yes, doing, right? Yes. They think it's a rabbit, don't they? <laughs> They do. They, I mean, they know it's not, but they get almost as excited, and they rip its little guts out all over the lawn, and then you've got a big mess to clean up. So but a humane way of, of practicing with a hunting dog without killing little critters. So, okay, so we've got a few books to recommend to you today. If you're a dog lover... You really need to get Why Do Dogs Like Balls. It's such a good coffee table book. It's great for just giving as a gift. And if you've got kids around and you think they're not doing enough with the dog, I like to say, when my kids are watching TV, I say, okay, when the commercial comes on, everybody pick a pet and do something. (laughs) And my kids get a little bit competitive. They both want to teach the dogs more tricks than the other one or faster or this kind of thing. But um, in a commercial break, that's enough time to teach a trick, isn't it? It is, and that's the surprising thing. Everyone thinks you have to, you know, be some full-time dog trainer, but you don't. 30 seconds is spaced out every now and then. Yeah, like if you watched a movie, that's, okay, there's a show in Canada called This Hour is 22 Minutes, because in an hour of, of a television show, you're lucky if you get 22 minutes of actual programming. The rest is commercials. So if every time there's a commercial break, the kids stop and teach the dog the same trick, and then they watch the show again, and then they stop and teach the dog. By the end of one movie... The dog's going to know the new trick, and it's so rewarding for the kids. Mm-hmm. And rewarding for the dog, too, because in that time, just been ignored. He's really looking forward to those spaced-out little, little treats he's getting of, of attention. And you know what? Most of the time, the dog just lies there. He's getting rewarded for doing nothing. He's getting the wrong message as he gets lavished with cuddles and the kids. And he's hyper and he's bored and he wants to do stuff with his brain and he wants to interact with these kids, but he's just sitting there. So this kind of makes it so much better. And instead of the dog doing mischievous things to get the kids' attention, he'll start doing tricks for them. So I, th- I totally recommend these books. Where can people get them? They can get them probably the, almost any bookstore, but Amazon.com, of course, is a lot easier and right at your fingertips. So that's where I tend to go. And is there anything else you want to leave our, our listeners? I'm going to have you back on to talk about why do cats bury their poop and 200 feline facts, fallacies, and foibles. But is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we go today? Because the party's almost over. They're going to be gathering up their shoes and taking their dogs out for a little pee break. We didn't have any accidents, so that's good. That's exactly it. The more you can do with your dog, whether you're training them a trick, uh, you're doing a little, you know, little science experiment on them, you're doing anything active with them, the better behaved your dog is going to be. And that's the number one problem that dogs have, I think, is just lack of activities, lack of a chance to use their minds and their bodies. And that's it. So play with them. Have fun with them. Yes. Thank you so much, Caroline. That was Caroline Coyle, PhD, author of Why Do Dogs Like Balls and Silly Dog Tricks. And we're going to have her back to the party. We just have to because the cat people are saying, wait a minute. (laughs) No fair. We didn't get equal time. No, today you didn't. So that means we're going to have a cat party. We're going to invite lots of cats and uh, don't wear anything navy because they'll be shedding all over the place. Take your antihistamines ahead of time. And we'll be having a cat party sometime soon on Animal Party at Pet Life Radio. Thanks very much, Caroline. It's been great having you to the party. I hope you'll come back. Thanks, Deb. Thanks for having me and my dog. You're welcome. Okay, next time come back to the cat. You got it. We'll bring the dogs next time. 
Okay, thank you. Well, Caroline Coyle just left the party. She gathered up her dogs and she herded them all out of here. And uh, now it's time for me to clean up, unfortunately. But lucky for me, there's no animal messes, just people messes. So I'll be seeing you all back again soon. And we'll be definitely having Caroline Coyle back on to talk about cats. In the meantime, be good to your animals and we'll see you at the animal party. Oh, and if you want to have a psychic reading of your pet, send the picture to me, Deborah, at Pet Life Radio. Send me a photograph. The pet has to be shown full on face frontal, both eyes showing and well lit. Send me the name of your pet and the question you want to ask the psychic, plus the photo. And please put the subject line, pet readings, so I know to put it in that uh, section and send it on to the pet psychic. We'll be having Tim Link on the show, and I'm collecting animals for him to read. So until then, be good to your animals, and thanks to Mark for making this show so amazing. And thanks to our sponsors, too. We'll be back soon. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.